Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. My guest today, well, let me say, she has done amazing things for the cat world. She's a badass out there in the streets in New York City doing TNR Rescue. She's been featured in uh, the documentary called The Cat Rescuers, which you can see on Hulu and Amazon. And I am just so thrilled to have her on Catitude. I'm going to introduce you as soon as we get back from this break. We'll be right back. Do you want a cat litter that absorbs odor-causing wetness like a parched desert cactus? Well, Arm & Hammer's got a litter for you. New Absorbex with desert dry minerals. Wetness disappears like a Texas raindrop on a hot tin roof. Odor? Adios! It's lightweight, lightning-fast, odor-absorbing desert dry cat litter. And act fast and get $4 off now at armandhammer.com bounty. New Absorbex from Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. It is my honor and and I'm just excited beyond excited to have with me today Sassy Walker, TNR Rescuer, I don't know, extraordinaire Wonder Woman out there in the streets of New York City. Welcome, Sassy. Welcome. Thank you. That was such a cute little intro. I loved it. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I've done them over like, I think over a hundred something interviews on Catitude. I've had a lot of different guests, but I've had nobody that does what you do. And you're out there in the streets rescuing. I mean, when I called you earlier to, to connect to, um on our interview, you're out there getting cats. You're out there trapping. <laughs> yeah, and releasing. <laughs> that's what I was doing, releasing. And then there's a, there was a pregnant one. So now that's trapping. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what kind of cats do you rescue? What are you doing out there? Because there's some people that hear about TNR and know, you know, it means, you know, trap, neuter, release. But it's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. And not everybody knows, like, what, what do you do? If somebody calls you, you go out there. What kind of cats are you rescuing? So they're cats that most of them are being evicted, I would like to say. You know, thrown out, you know, and then there's some that's feral. But for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of people don't stay new to their animals. And then as soon as they spray in a house or something like that, or the female goes into heat, they just toss them out. So it's a lot of cats. Like per block, it's probably anywhere between 15 and 25 easily. And um, so that's when I rescue them. You know, there are a lot of cats that are starving, you know. Um, their skin and bones, they're, the boys are all beat up from fighting. You know, the girls are five pounds practically with bellies and giving birth and, you know, lactating moms. It's just all, everything you can think of, and that's what's out here. I said New York City, but you're not like in the posh areas, or, you know, where you find a kitten or so. No, I'm in Brooklyn, East New York, you know, Brownsville, Canarsie. Those are the, my main three areas that I track and rescue. 
How did you get started in this? Because, I mean, I had a tiny, tiny, tiny experience of TNR, and I actually had to hire someone because I couldn't trap the female, but I could trap the male. And I just uh-huh. had like a dot of it, but you're out there. And how did it get started? So where I live is is just, you know, I was walking my dog every morning. And, you know, first I would, it was one litter of kittens I rescued from under the car. And then... Like a month later, it was another one. Then I finally saw who the mother was, and then she was pregnant. And then she dumped one of the litters, and I started feeding one. And then I was like, I just put two and two together. I'm like, wait, so if she keeps having babies, and then this one I'm feeding, they're going to start having babies. It was becoming depressing to walk the dog. It wasn't fun at all. So I said, I have to do something about it. So I started complaining to everybody. Like, what do you do about cats outside? How do you help them? And, you know, this one cat keeps getting pregnant, and then, you know, I... Met a friend, he had a, uh, he knew, uh, this female Raquel, and she was like, take the TNR class. And I Googled it too, and it said you have to trap, neuter, and return, you know, outside cats, stray cats. So I took the class, and then when I took the class, my first project was 28 cats where I live at. Yep. Wow. And on the documentary, you know, it shows the trap and everything. How do you, this will be a little hard giving people visual, but hopefully they'll see the documentary, the cat rescuers. Explain how you have to set up and, and go about doing the trap. That's more for when you are a little bit, when you do it more. So you start off with the regular traps, the raccoon traps. That's what I did my first project. I didn't start using a drop trap until like 2013. So 11 and 12, I was using regular traps. So we want the, the, you know, the listeners and everyone to know that you can trap easily with the regular trap. You know, you use that and then the drop trap someone donated to me. And you set it up, it looks like a little house, and you have a string that you pull it when you want the cat that you want to get. And they normally could go under two, three, four at a time, and then you throw a blanket over it. You always have to cover them completely up because if they see any light, they're in panic mode because they're trying to escape. But if you cover them up, they calm down because they feel more secure that no one can get them. So that's the setup. The setup with the drop trap is you hold it up with a string and a stick like. And you go far away from it so they don't see you. And then when they go under, you pull it and you run and you cover it. And then you take the regular box trap and you set it up to the door. And then one cat, the cat will go from the drop trap into the box trap. And that sounds way easier than it is. Oh, it's not easy. Let me tell you, I hate using a drop trap. I always trap first. Even now, I always start first with the regular trap. The drop trap is a lot of work, but first of all, you make sure you don't get their tail or anything caught. And then you the cats flip out. You know, I've had one boy who dragged me on the trap. You know, I had to, like, lay across the drop trap and beg a stranger to pass me the box trap <laughs> to the door because he moved me that far away from it. So it's, or it's, it could be dangerous. You know, they could scratch you through it. It's not easy at all. And then, of course, your pulse is going crazy and, you know, it's, it's nervous. And then you got to make sure when you set the doors up that they don't get out. Yes, I had one get out. You know, he, you know, the trap was set up. I don't know. That little bit of room, he was so strong when he bolted, he knocked me, which is now why I sit on top of the trap. He knocked the trap out the way and was able to run out. So it's definitely a lot more work with the drop trap. But you do get the hard-to-get cats. You get the, say, if you, your whole colony is fixed already and you have one cat that's new, it's easier to use the drop trap because then they'll all go under and then he'll be secure or she and she'll go under. So that's, that's what it's for. It's for hard-to-get cats and, and the one cat that's not fixed in the colony. 
Yeah, when I had the TNR, when I had to um, get the female, I actually looked to somebody local to hire someone to cat. And then she was a cat trapper, actually. And she used to drop trap. I tried four different traps and she's tiny and there's no way. And she was a hard one. She had two litters before I could trap her. And that was just one little experience in, you know, right near my home. And it was nothing compared to when I think about you doing this daily and it's just amazing what you do. Well, it's amazing what you did, too, because she would have just kept having a litter. So, you know, I commend anybody who trapped, whether it's one cat or 5,000 cats. You did something. You changed this cat life completely, you know? So it's amazing, you know? I trapped the male twice. I trapped a raccoon, which um, was probably sickly because if, I've heard if they're out, um, they're nocturnal. So if they're out during the day, they're probably sickly. And I couldn't get the female. I had a neighbor who thought I said he was an expert. He couldn't get the female. And that's when I hired someone because I thought it's amazing. People have no idea how fast cats can have new litters. It's almost before yes. they recover from the pregnancy, which they say there's yes. like a two month wait. They already have another litter. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I get a lot of lactating moms that's already pregnant. So they're pregnant and lactating and still nursing already. You know, the more cats, the more litters because, you know, she does, the female doesn't get a break. Even, you know, they force her to go back into, you know, heat because they constantly on her, harassing her. So if it's two cat cats, you know, if it's just one boy and one girl, then she'll have less litters because it's like he, he'd chill out and just wait until she goes into heat. But when it's four boys and one girl, then they forcing her. It's like the lions, the same thing. They force them to go into heat. So yeah, it's crazy. It's a very vicious, vicious, vicious cycle. You know, I don't know. Underneath, I don't understand mother nature with it. But then I always say it goes back to the humans because it shouldn't be these many cats outside from jump. You know, so that's human. Exactly. And what is it like when you're trapping? Because I know from watching the documentary, and you also had a great interview with Hannah Shaw, kitten ex lady, who's another amazing person in the world of cat rescue and kitten yeah. rescue. What is yes. it like out there trapping when you're dealing with people? Because what is that like? Because I think it's it could be difficult because people are sometimes not <laughs> so nice out there. Right. Yeah. So you're going to get that with anything you do, really. You know, you just have some people that are just, you know, miserable, don't want to understand what you're doing. So, you know, you just it depends on the person, you know, you get that, you know, some people I get, they're very hostile, like, you know, oh, don't put the trap on my property or even in front of my property or leave the cat, you know, they, you know, or, and then you get people that are like, oh, yeah, good. This is great what you're doing. So it's just when you get those hostile people, you just, you know, me, it depends, you know, I mean, I, I could turn it all the way up, you know, I'll explain to them what they're doing. And if they still want to have an attitude, I'm still going to get the cat regardless, you know, it's just sometimes you got to ignore them. You know, you even get to those situations where you have to ignore the person. And then sometimes you just, you just try to just be as nice as you can because you can, you know, you you can get into a fist fight. I've had fights. <laughs> so you can get into it because some people are just miserable. When people are miserable and you're doing something good and they, they life is not going the way they want it to go, they want to cause misery. So, you know, but now I've learned that you just got to ignore them. You know, it's all about the cat. It's all about the cat. So you just focus on the cat. You got to come back and wait, you know, until a weird hour in the morning just to avoid the people. Then that's just what you have to do. But it's about the cat. Okay, we're going to take a little break and we're going to be right back. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements 
to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose. Your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have to tell you about Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a gift box for your fur babes that gives you the chance to surprise them with interactive toys, all-natural treats, and a whole bunch more. You know, I just got one for Dennis's birthday, but I made sure to get the larger size because I knew Molly and Charlotte would want in on the action too. Let me tell you, it arrived the day before I planned to give it to him. Dennis actually slept next to it the entire time. In the morning when I went to open it, I noticed all these claw marks on the box. They were trying to break into the goods. What a party once I opened the box for them. They had a blast. You know, whether you have a really cute kitty or an adorable doggy, or maybe some of each roaming your house, you can tailor the box to fit their needs, including any allergies they have or their size. You know, we all need an excuse to spend more quality time with our fur kids. With a subscription starting as low as $15, you and your furry family members will get to unbox new surprises together, meaning you'll be spending less money, less time shopping, and more time hanging out. And if you're as obsessed with sharing photos of your pets as I am, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. Okay, now Pet Treater is giving us this great offer. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code CATITUDE, that's C-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, and you'll get 50% off the first month of your subscription. That's PetTreater.com, P-E-T. T-R-E-A-T-E-R dot com and get ready for some great party times with your fur babes. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Sassy Walker. She is a TNR expert in the streets of New York City. And we're chatting about how she traps and, you know, other things related. Have you been able to get, Sassy, other people that help you with things? Because there's not just trapping the cat and the whole list of things. You know, you trap and you have to bring them to uh, the facility to get spay or neutered then they have to recover usually for a couple days then they're released back do you do all that yourself or do you have some people yeah. that do other things or how does that work the far as the trapping part yeah i do all that myself i trap the cat i bring them to aspca or toby project or faithful friends or you know whoever i have a, a spot to bring them to they get spayed or neutered if it's a female i normally Hold them three days. If it's a male, you know, you could release, you could release them the next day. I recover them. You feed them. You change the newspaper when they use the bathroom. So that's twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. And you feed them once in the morning, once at night, water, hard food and wet food. And then you release them and then they go. <laughs> you know, the boys I release sooner because they don't have, they don't get cut. You know, they get, their testicles get drained. So it's a, a much simple, 
process where the female get a little incision, you know, so they have stitches. So you want to give them time to, you know, recuperate and recover. And yeah, mm -hmm. so I do all that part myself. And then the friendly cats, I reach out to different rescue groups and I beg them to take the friendly so they can get them adopted. And in exchange, I offer to trap a cat that they need because everybody always need a trapping project. So it works out well for the most part until I get like 10 friendlies and then it's like hell because that's I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you mentioned this. Do you have people that foster in your community as well that you could reach out to? Or do you end up fostering? How many cats do you end up fostering yourself? Well, that's why I try to get the rescuers to take them because then normally they're totally ready to be adopted. A lot of these cats are already house cats. So they're already friendly and don't need any work. And then when I get too many, I just got a foster this year. All these years I've been doing it. I never had a foster. I've always begged for fosters. But, you know, it's very, very, very hard to get a foster. So I was lucky with this young girl. She wanted a cat. She wanted to adopt a cat. So I convinced her to foster instead because she never really had too much cat experience anyway. So it was a win-win situation. So she fostered like three or four cats, and now she's taking a break because she realized how hard it is. It's not, like, simple. So fosters are very hard to get. So now I don't have a foster again because she was the foster. <laughs> she got burnt out really quickly. And so fosters are hard, yeah. I hold them in cages or bathrooms. Are you fostering now? Well, I have cats that's in cages. So I guess you could consider it fostering because I'm holding them until someone can take them. So I just gave two to a rescue group. They took two. So I have three more that I'm trying to wait to see who's going to take them. So, yeah, I guess you consider it fostering now. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's hard because I have a lot of cats and they're like dickheads. You know, they don't want no new cat there because they think I'm going to keep them because, you know, it went from one to about eight. So they're like, no, no, we hate them all. <laughs> Wait, how many so, do you have? Eight. Eight that are yours? Yeah, my eight. Yes, that's indoors. Outdoors, I have tons. But indoors, yes, I have eight. So, foster it needs to be easy when I had two. When I had two, it was easy to foster, you know, because they were, it was easy. But then when the more cats I kept, the harder it is for me to let them run free and foster. I have to hold them in case big, but I have jumbo cages for the ones I have to hold for over a week or two. So you have eight. I can understand because it's sometimes hard to bring in a new cat. We've, I've had that situation before too, because they don't always, Eventually, they sort of get along, but I still have two sisters. They don't get along, and it's been four years. So yeah, you just make do yeah. and, and hope they're just hissing a little bit at each other, and that's it. You know, even with feel away, it doesn't always work out so great. No, I have it's a war in my house with three of them. I have three alpha females, and they hate each other, and and they like you. You catch them fighting a lot, you know, and people think they all get along, and I'm like, no. You know, because my daughter, out of the eight, two of them is my daughters, and her two don't seem to get along with my alpha, so it's just, oh, and they go at it, you know? Yeah, I just want to tell my two, there's this two sisters, just behave already, you know, but... Right. And one shows her shows her gratitude by leaving number twos all over the place, but you know, I I need to get I need to get Jackson over here. Anyway, what have, I want to ask you this: Have you run into any situations of hoarding? Because I've heard about these on the news, and you read articles, and you think, how in the world can somebody hoard like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty cats? Yeah, I'm helping a hoarder now. We up to maybe fifteen a week. I take three or four. Yeah, so a hoarder situation is hard. You know, they don't let you in the house. Some of them are feral. 
So, you know, I've been lucky, you know, that they were, you know, easy for them. I teach them how to trap. They have to trap in their own house. It's crazy. But, yeah, you know, it gets out of hand because they bring them in while they're pregnant, and then they don't do the chin even though she has 58. 58? 58. Yeah. Holy. Oh, my God. And I'm guessing she wasn't in, like, a huge mansion. No, she was in a condo. Mm -hmm. Oh, 58 in a condo? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're talking New York City, so it's probably not a huge condo or anything, right? Nope. I mean, fifty-eight. Nope. How do you? Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was that took like maybe a month and a half, you know. But she was on board. She was, you know, completely drained, and you know, she lost her family. No one was speaking to her. No one, you know, she she was way over her head. And she didn't want no one to help her because, you know, they're embarrassed, you know, because 58 cats, you could imagine poop everywhere, food everywhere, throw up everywhere, piss everywhere. You know, it's, it's, you're dealing with like a really, really crazy situation. So that's why as soon as you bring them in, you have to fix them because it will spiral out of control. Yeah, I would say that's that's way out of. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here's something I want I want you to share with our listening audience. A lot of people out there, you know, most people, they have a couple of cats. They might feed one or two that are outside and this and that, but they have no idea what it's really like, TNR, and what it's really like for you out in the streets. What is the message you would like to send to everybody for them to really get with what you've seen out in the streets? Well, the number one message is these cats are suffering. So if you don't do nothing, they are going to continue to suffer. So us as humans, it is part of our nature. We are supposed to take care of the animals. Like that's what our duty is. So don't assume that the cat will be okay. The cat will be okay. The cat will not be okay. You have to make the cat be okay. So that is my number one message. Do something, anything, you know, even if you want to hire someone to do the trapping or something, but do something. Don't just brush it off because it just, it doesn't go away. It just only gets worse. It gets worse. What is your message to people that just say, well, I just want to put some food out for the cats. That's all I want to do. Okay. So my thing with feeders is you're the feeder. That makes you responsible. So you have to do something. You cannot just feed and just walk away because you're feeding and keeping them alive to continue to suffer. So it's a cycle, you know? If I'm feeding, then it's my responsibility to get this cat fixed so I can lessen the suffering. You have to do that. So if you feed, that means you have a heart, you care. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't be feeding. So, okay, so care in total. Be a complete caregiver and, and do the right thing and get them fixed, you know, even if it's one at a time. Get them fixed. It's the best thing you could do for yourself because you think you're going to be feeding five forever. You're not. It's going to turn into 15 and 25 quickly. So think about that when you're feeding. Think about that. If I don't do my part and get these cats fixed, I'm going to have way more. And it's not free food. So (laughs) get with it. Get with it. Do it. You know, take the class. That's the number one thing I tell everybody when I'm interacting and I meet all these strangers. I always tell them, take the class, whether you do it online or in person. Take that class. Google neighborhood cats. Find out when they have a class. You know, May is a liar have classes. Everyone have classes. Learn what to do, how to do it. Get connected and get it done. You'll feel better. And then the cat will be definitely better. What would people look for if they're looking for the, the class? What's the class called? It's TNR. It's Trap, Neuter, and Return. TNR. So you, it's Trap, Neuter, Return. 
So you would Google TNR classes or you Google neighborhood cats. They always have classes once a month. Google Mayors Alliance. ASPCA will even direct you to uh, neighborhood cats. So, so once you put in trap, neuter, return or TNR or stray cats outside, it'll tell you. It'll direct you right to it. It's so easy. It's very, the computer knows it. The computer knows it. Okay. And then, Sassy, I'm just... Like I said, I'm in awe of you because I, we talked a lot about tan arts. It's something I'm, you know, strong about adopt and adopting rather than shopping and all of that. But you're just such a warrior out in the streets and you have, how many cats would you say you've rescued and just the number? And then how many cats pregnancies would you say you've prevented as far as how many unwanted cats? What do you think that number is? So how many have you rescued? I could not give you a number. It's definitely in a thousand. That I would say. Definitely in a thousand. In a thousand? How I'm many sure. Thousands? Yeah, I'm in a thousand for sure. This year alone, I'm probably already up until, what is this, August? I, you know, I mean, 30 a month, 60, 90. I'm probably up to, by my, maybe 400, if I was to look at the paperwork already. That I think last trapped? year, my And we're in September, but you know, it's COVID, so nobody knows. Is it already COVID, fall? Yeah. Is it already, it's like almost Groundhog Day these days. So you've rescued already 400 this year? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm, I'm if I'm not 400, I'm very close. That means you probably prevented in the hundreds of thousands of unwanted cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you break it down like that, like my daughter likes to say millions. Probably millions, yeah, because, you know, I've heard that most cats have a litter of three. So that litter, you know, if there's chances are there's at least one female, maybe two, then they go on and they go on. And before you know it, in a year, there could be maybe... I don't know, 10,000 cats. And then that yes. multiple, it keeps multiplying from, you know, not getting them spayed and neutered. That's why if you feed it, you're the direct contact to the cat. So you, it's, you really need to jump on it because you know your cats and you, it'd be easy for you to do it. Feeders don't know how important it is and how quick it would be if they get involved and do it versus me just getting random cats. When I see them, which is a regular thing for me, you know, it's no feeder. So I'm dealing with, you know, more work where feeder would be less work. So, yeah, it would turn. It would, I've had female mothers give birth to all female kittens, all female kittens, no boys. So imagine that, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, my God, this would have been a freaking nightmare. It's just just the thought of it. You know, the boys would have had a field that they would have had easily 30 boys over there. Easily. It's the female that I ended up trapping. She was pregnant, which I wasn't, I didn't even realize this is going on four years ago before I hosted Catitude. She was pregnant, had the babies. And before I could wait for the period to when they said I should bring her in to get fixed, she was pregnant again. It was, it was shocking. <laughs> and, you know, people don't realize these little kittens by two weeks old, they're wandering around so they could easily get yeah. run over and, you know, injured so, so, so many ways. It's and a lot of them are sick. You know, a lot. I've had a lot of kittens this year, probably more than any other year. A lot of these kids are born sick, you know, because the mother body is ragged, is run down now. It's, it's turning into a broken machine but a body if you if you get my drip you know yeah. litter after litter she has a very you know disruptive system inside of her so she are giving birth to 
you know, a lot of kittens that are sick because she's not well. You know, she's not well. So, yeah, so they're dying. You know, people got to think about all that. Then the raccoons, they're hungry. So if they see, a, a, you know, the kitten left, they they got to eat it. It's just so many reasons why you have to prevent it. You have to do your part and really prevent all of this. It's such a suffering. It's suffering every which way you look at it. Nothing but suffering. Okay, I lied. I have one more question. How do you cope with all the suffering? I mean, just in the kittens I fostered and and the ones that I I couldn't adopt myself that I had to make sure they had good homes. That was hard. You're doing this daily with thousands of kittens. How hard is it to see the the ones that are, you know, sick and and just, you know, they're not going to make it? How hard is that? Well, it used to be much harder. You know, um, now I hate to say this, but it's the truth. It happens so much that I'm get, I'm becoming immune to it, you know, but I have my moments and, you know, I'll break down and cry and, you know, and I, I mean, I cry every time they leave me and go to heaven, but yeah, it bothers me. The kittens bother me more than the adults. I mean, they all bother me, but yeah, it, it's an emotional turmoil, but then I go outside to the store and there goes another cat that needs help. So I don't have time to stay in the morning process because they keeping me really, really busy. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I say, I don't want to do this no more. You know, it's, 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 you know, I'm so lonely, you know, because it's like all I do. And then I say, Oh, you know, I want to have a normal life. You know, I would like to be in a relationship. I would like to do this and that. And then it changes. It's like, I only can have 10 minutes of wishing that because it's just, so many cats that need help and it's like it takes up all my time definitely time so. consuming because you work and then you're getting up like four in the morning or some or crazy hours to go hunt the cats yeah whatever whatever hour i have to do it i do it you know whatever got to be done it has to get done yeah yeah because i'm if i don't do it who's gonna do it you know and it's and it's you know, the out of all of this TNR, I tell you what is the most depressing, emotional turmoil for me is when I don't get the cat. That kills me. That's like laying in the bed thinking about it, waking up thinking about it. You know, especially if you knew they were injured or they were sick and, and you were like the only opportunity and you couldn't get them. That is a crusher. That kills me. That's just like I have nightmares about it. You know, I'm mad at myself. I'm, you know, I, I forget all the good I did. And I just focus on that one I didn't get. And I'm just like, you know, you need to do better. You just, why do you even do it? And so it, it's very emotional. Yes, yes, it's emotional. But you, it got to get done. It has to get done. In the documentary, there was one cat. It said it took you a year to get the cat. Yeah, that was, yeah. I forgot her name. Barada? Something with a B? Yeah. I, yes. I just saw it, but I'm trying to remember myself. There goes my memory. Um. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. That was her. Yep, Baraka. Yeah, so she, um, and you know what was the really messed up part? It took me a year to get her and then the feeder, five minutes, five minutes. To catch and I was her? so mad at that feeder. Yeah, the feeder was the reason how I got her in that year. And she knew. She just kept having litter after litter. She was having dead litters. They were coming out dead. Her body was so run down. And when I got her, I had to hold, I had to recover her for like a month. Wow. She had a, the worst URI ever. She had, um, she had blood in her stool. She had worms. That's why the kittens were coming out dead. Her insides was done, over. And I was very upset with the feeder. You know, very upset. I didn't even know it was a feeder. And then I kept saying to my mother, gotta be a feeder, you know, because she's not skin and bone. And yeah, 
That's why the feeders is so easy for them. The cats know you. They trust you. You know, you can get them done much quicker than versus a stranger, you know? She would run when she see my car. She would run when she see me, you know? But yeah, she's done and, and she looks so good. She looks amazing. Well, I know all of this costs a lot and it's not like you have funding from any place or, or anybody sponsoring you. What does it cost you? And then how can people get in touch with you so that they can, if they want to donate and to help with your finances? And then we're also, everyone is listening knows we have a page on Pet Life Radio and this information will be there as well. But how sassy can people get in touch with you? Well, mostly everybody now with the Instagram, so sassy underscore badass underscore TNR. And on the page, it's a link to PayPal and Venmo. And so that's that's just how I've been getting a lot of donations. And people donate food, like, you know, so they'll contact me on Instagram and they'll say, oh, I have food and they'll meet me at my job or they'll come to Brooklyn or I'll meet them or whatever, you know, so food, supplies, different things. So that's the best way to, to reach me is definitely on Instagram, just sassy underscore badass underscore TNR. You know, even with questions, you know, I answer a lot of questions. I coach a lot of people all over the world. You know, they go get the trap. I tell everyone the first thing you do, you buy a trap, own a trap. If you see any cats outside, own a trap. It's worth it. You know, because the worst thing in the world is, oh my God, I can't get this cat because I don't have anything to put it in. You have a trap, you can always get the cat. So, and then they started trapping, you know, even a, a young lady in China. Yeah, it's all over the world. It's amazing. I'm like, wow, this Instagram really got a lot more cats peeing hard. <laughs> global is good. I mean, we're digital. So, you know, global, I've had, yeah, listeners from from Australia contact me. I mean, it's it's right. amazing what the Internet can do as far as for, you know, helping and all that. What does it cost you? So people have an idea of how it's so helpful to get the donations. What does it end up costing your month, roughly? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It's, it varies. Uh, last one, I think I spent maybe $800. I had to do two dentals. Thank goodness it wasn't a, where they had to remove all the teeth. And thank goodness the cat didn't have stomatitis and other stuff. So it can, it varies. Some months, it's, you know, three, $400 is mostly all of them with TNR. If I get a lot of ferals, it's cheaper because I just have to treat them for fleas and deworm them and get their shots and I release them. But the ones that are friendly, I have to get them snap tests. You know, they, it's a different process, so it's more money. So I could pay for one cat up to $110 and that's a rescue rate, you know? So, yeah, so it's, it rarely. So that's why I say every penny helps. It doesn't matter, you know? Some people send me enough. I'm able to do a cat and get everything vetted one time, you know? The cats that cost me are the ones with the injuries, you know? Those are the ones that have to go to the vet and those bills could run high. You know, last year, I think one month, Richie with the tail, I paid almost $3,000. Richie had to have a tail amputation and then he had an uh, eye. He had to get a, and, and I can never pronounce that word, but he had to get his eye removed. It was so much with Richie and he, you know, that was almost $3,000. I ended up getting a lot of help, but, you know, I still had to spend, you know, from my pocket too, you know, then the, the tail exploded. He had to go back and get more stitches. It's like, so you never know, you know, you just never know. It could, it could run you really high and then it could be a decent amount, you know? Thank God I have a job. But it's, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's never zero. <laughs> it has to, it has to be a passion and that's project. Food. Now, so remember, I have to buy food a lot, you know, so this is without food. 
So, and then I see so many outside, you know, I think I have 17, that's my direct colony. And then now with the COVID, I end up taking on more colonies and then another feeder died on another colony and that's 11 more. And I trapped all of them. I'm happy because it's like, as soon as I feed you, everybody got to be sick. That's like the number one rule. So, yeah. So it, it could cost, it could run. And before Instagram, this was coming out of my pocket all the time. You know, our credit cards was maxed out, everything, you know. So the Instagram has helped a lot. You know, I'm not in debt like I was. You know, I'm slowly getting out of it. So I, I, I'm so thankful for it. So thankful. I know you mentioned this, that there should be a job like this, and there should. And it's not like the animal control people. It's entirely different what you're doing. And there should be a job. You should be making six yes. figures at a job doing this for all you're doing. That's what I think. Yes. If I was in charge, yes, but I'm not. you making the world better. You, you're saving a life. You're making the world better. You're making the streets better. It should be a job because we all live here. You know, why would, how can we ignore the animals and they live here? You know, I don't understand how the city doesn't see that. You know, if there's a rat infestation, they get on that because, you know, it's bothering the, the people. So you think that it's not the same thing when you have a bunch of unfixed cats running around? So it should be a job. Do, treat it the same way. Pay somebody to go out and do this. You know, people don't want to do this for free. That's why it's not enough trappers. And it's expensive. Some people just can't even afford afford it at all. Oh, not, not like you can, but but sometimes they have their own medical stuff, and you know it's impossible. So again, we're we're gonna have your Instagram on our page on Pet Life Radio, and it's at sassy underscore badass underscore TNR. Yes. Sassy, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing what it's like to be a badass trapper out there in New York City. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. I am so honored. I, I feel so special and I really, really thank you. And thank you for, you know, teaching and giving all this valuable information to your listeners. You are a superhero because you are connecting the animals with the humans and the humans with the animals. So thank you. Thank you for your show. Keep up the great work. And I look forward to more conversations. And if you have any questions or anybody does, feel free to reach out to me. I have no problem sharing any of my expertise. None. All right. Thank you so much, Sassy. Thank you. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You and the producers, tell them thank you as well. Have a great, great, great one. Thank you all. I appreciate you. That has to be one of my favorite interviews ever. I so admire what Sassy is doing out there. If anybody has ever trapped a cat to be fixed before, you know, a TNR or a feral cat out in the community, you have just a tiny glimpse of what it's like for what she does on a regular basis every day, all the time. It's incredible. So I'm so, you know, honored and grateful that Sassy was on Catitude. And um, thank you so much, Sassy, for all you do. Um, I'd like to thank my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Thanks to my cat crew, some of which I had to trap, <laughs> and some was one who was really difficult. So thank you, Charlotte and Molly and Janice, Jethro, Sammy, and Jazz. And um, thank you so much to everyone that's listening. And for everyone listening, if you want to help Sassy, and trust me, this gets you heard already. This is expensive. Please go to her Instagram, and it'll also be on the page for this show at PetLifeRadio.com. And her Instagram is at Sassy underscore Badass underscore TNR. And, you know, 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for all you do to help the cat world. Stay tuned. We're going to have other great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.